0: Hello and welcome to another Manchester United podcast. I'm Helen Evans and I'm joined by my co-hosts, David May and Sam. It's really (laughs) hard not to call you Simon now. Yeah,
1: excellent. Yeah, my name is still (laughs) Sam. That's fine. If I have to, I can change it. Yeah, very good. I think Maisie's reading a golf magazine. I am. Are you, Maisie? There we
0: go. Yeah. Maisie plays golf. What?
1: I'd never heard that. Mm,
0: Something I did not know.
2: Just came through the post. I'm just looking to see where my next uh, trip could be. Monthly.
1: Has
0: everybody had a good
1: week? Uh, yeah, I had a very uh, nice week. i tell you a, a, a really uninteresting, funny story. I spent yep. four hours yesterday with a professional dance teacher learning choreography. Why? It right? was pretty weird. Why? Oh, for something else that I've got to do. Um, oh, yeah. but so it was you just strange. want to talk about his other <sighs> job. Just no, find no, out. All right, Sam. Um, um, dance thing. That was it. I can't dance. That's the thing I can tell you. Well, what did you learn? Well, I... I not a lot, is the honest answer. Not a lot.
0: Right. Well, that's more interesting than my week, to be fair. Um, actually, I'm not sure whether Sam wants this to be edited out, but I'll just keep going. By the time this episode is released, Sam will have done his driving test.
1: Yeah, I will have. Yeah. When is it? When is it? So it's on Wednesday. It's on Wednesday and I've got a lesson tomorrow. And then on the Monday, Tuesday, and I guess on the Wednesday leading up to it. And I can do all the things. I can drive the car. I cannot crash. I cannot crash. I can do all the manoeuvres. It's just a case of if I can turn up on the day and do all of those things and not Hang on, he's learning
0: someone. in an automatic, Maisie.
1: What? How can <laughs> you fail? It's just rev and go.
0: Yeah, but... You don't even need to rev. <laughs> you just need to push the pedal. Yeah. Like a go-kart.
2: That's, that's, that's poor, that.
0: Why is that poor?
2: That's poor. You drive properly.
0: So well, what happens properly. Yeah, but
2: what happens is for now your girlfriend, yeah. you well, know, he's, she's, she's my you my wife. know, <laughs> your wife, well, you might have a girlfriend. But um, what if you need to drive
1: a, a manual? Well, but here's the thing. What if I needed to drive one now? I've managed this long without driving any cars. Yeah, All but of a when sudden, you go it, on
0: holiday and yeah, rent well, a car, yes, that kind yeah. of situation.
1: Well, then I'll rent an automatic.
0: You will just never know what it's like There's to have no that automatics. bite point.
1: Something exactly. you're missing out on. I started, I started learning in a manual car and I could do fine. Um, but... Once I drove an automatic car, I realised how insane it was to keep driving a car where I had to do far more work. Do you have to sit in the back and drive? Because of my legs? Yeah. No. (laughs) That's one of the benefits of only being two pedals.
0: This is a really, really, really long, weird intro. Looking forward to today's guest. Mm -hmm. Today is Timothy Fusumensa.
1: I have read that his first name is Evans. Well,
0: yes. we are going to have something in common. <laughs> the,
2: the carnage yeah. with two Evanses on the podcast.
0: <laughs> oh my goodness, I love
1: that. Uh I tell you what's interesting about um, Timothy fosu is that he's an academy player, but a bit like with Paul Pogba being an academy player, he's actually come from a previous academy, whereas we talk about like a Marcus Rashford or a Mason Greenwood, and yeah. they're academy players from the moment they can enter the academy. But obviously, uh, Tim comes from Ajax. So he does have other another club experience we can talk about. Also, he's been out on his loans. So there's probably quite a lot to cover and he's got probably a fairly unique perspective of what it's like to be a United Academy player. Mm -hmm.
0: Moving from one Academy to another, both academies with great reputations must be quite a difficult thing to think about too. It'll
1: be interesting to see how they compare.
2: No, but I think, as as you said there, Helen, coming from um, Ajax, totally different, obviously, team, but great, great pedigree in bringing you through. Donny's now come to, to the club a year older than than Tim and uh, be, it, I think whenever you go to a club you always need somebody that you know and obviously uh, van der Beek is, is is perfect for for, uh, for Timmy to show around
1: thing. I think. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I don't know when you're listening to this um, dear listener but the joy of podcasts is, is they're evergreen so you could be listening to this way after we've we've recorded it but uh, van der Beek has not played for Manchester United yet we've just signed him so uh, it will be exciting to maybe get a bit of an inside scoop on what he's like. It will. So maybe we'll get a bit of that out of uh, Timothy Fosumenta. And in fact, he's ready. So here he is. This is our chat with Timothy Fosumenta. <music> Timothy Fosumenta, welcome to the podcast.
3: Thank you very much.
1: Thank you very much. Thank you for coming. How are you?
3: I'm good. I'm good. Definitely. And you?
1: Yeah, very good. Thank you. I think the sensible uh, place to start is how have the last sort of five months been for you?
3: They have been good for me, but also um, despite of the the pandemic, I think it has been good for me because uh, then I got the opportunity to recover properly from my injuries and be involved with the team again, so it has been good for me. Mm-hmm. That's
0: nice. How has training been going since you came back the last couple of weeks?
3: Good, very good. I've been My body has been healthy, I've made appearances, so it has been good.
2: Mm-hmm. Good.
3: How's, the, uh, how's the manager been with you, Tim? Good, positive, very positive. Um, yeah. Yeah, I remember, like, because in the beginning when I was really injured, when the injury was, you know, uh, very bad, then he was always positive and he told me, like, he had the injury himself as well. So he knows how I feel in my situation. So he has always been very positive with me. Great
0: stuff. Just explain for anybody listening who doesn't know exactly what your injury was.
3: Um, I had a. I had the ACL, I had the ACL, I my ACL. It was, uh, it took me 10 months, I think. And then uh, when I came back, I did, uh, I strained my quad, but that was only like three weeks. And mm-hmm. after that, um, I'm fine.
1: So yeah. So fully fit now?
3: I'm fully fit now, yes.
1: Okay, right. Let's go back to the very beginning then. So you grew up in Amsterdam. Yes. Uh, but your parents are Guyayan, right?
3: Yeah, yeah, both from Ghana, yeah.
1: And I'm all right in thinking, actually, your first name is Evans.
3: That's true, that's true.
1: Does Evans, anybody Timothy. use it?
3: <laughs> no, 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 no. They call me Tim, Timothy. Never, nobody says Evans to me. Okay. It but, it's a good name. But that's it's my first name. name. It's my first name. <laughs> yeah. It's my first name, yeah. Does the lads know? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I don't think so. <laughs> Otherwise, someone like Jesse or Marcus would definitely, like, <laughs> called me Evans one time. But Call you that. <laughs> no, I don't think they know. So they will know now. Um, yeah.
1: So you, you grew up in Amsterdam. Yes. What was that like? Because I've been lucky enough, I've worked in Amsterdam, like, 12 times or something in the last five or six years. So I think I know what Amsterdam is like. But to the rest of the world, people who haven't been, it has a very strong reputation.
3: No, Amsterdam has been... Yeah, has been for me. It has been good. It has been everything for me. I lived not in the city center. I lived outside, um, outside the city center, which was a bit uh, for more difficult neighborhood. But uh, that that area made me to where I am now. I think we always played um, football also outside with all the lads together and all these things. So Amsterdam has been good for me. Uh, my two brothers uh, growing up, we all grew up together and a lot of friends there, so that's for me, that's home.
0: Are your brothers, do they play football? What was life like growing up between you all? Was, was it competitive?
3: Yeah, definitely, uh, we all played football. Uh, I'm the middle one, so one bigger one was like now 26 and my younger one was 19. And uh, we have, we've always been playing football together and like me and my little brother, sometimes it's my big if my big brother couldn't play with us because he had to do different things, then me and my little brother, we will we'll play outside with some older lads, and I think that's always been good for us.
1: Mm-hmm. For you, was it always just football, or what? Did you have any other passions when you were younger?
3: Um, no, for me it was always football, always football. I did, I did, I did my best in school. I was, I was okay in school, I think, but uh, it was always, always football. Okay,
1: who was your, who was your team? Who did you like?
3: When I, when I grew up. Yeah, yeah. Mm, I was always a big fan of not because I play here for Manchester now, but I was always a big fan of Manchester United and uh Real Madrid. These two teams were like I was a big fan of these two teams, definitely.
0: Which Dutch team did you support?
3: Ajax, Ajax. Yeah. Because I'm from Amsterdam, the, yeah. the 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 arena, so the stadium of Ajax was like five minute drive for me, so
2: mm-hmm.
3: I only knew about Ajax. Yeah. Could you imagine being
2: eight-year-old being at Ajax and then 10, 12, 14 years later you're at Old Trafford?
3: It was always been a dream to play United? Yeah, it was always been a dream for sure. Definitely. But um obviously as a young as a young boy you have dreams, but for it to become realities it's oh it always hits different and it's always very special, for sure.
1: Was there a point when you were younger and you thought, oh these dreams maybe I could make these a reality because it turns out <laughs> I'm better than everybody else.
3: <laughs> to be fair, like, um, yeah, when I was younger, I always had a feeling like in qualities I was, I was better than uh, most of the, uh, most of my age, age group. And then uh, at IX, they always put me one age above. So if I was like 12, I would play for the under, on the fourteens on instead of the under thirteens. So, um yeah, this this gave me already the feeling like, OK, the, it's it's possible, but it's still a very, very long way, very long way to go uh, to become a professional footballer. And yes, thanks to God, uh, I became a professional footballer.
0: As you mentioned, you started, started your youth career at Ajax, just eight yeah. years old. Did you play with any players in and around those couple of years that we might know of today?
3: Yeah, for sure, definitely. Even uh, your one teammate now, Donny, Donny, I played with Donny at this at these stages already when we were very young. Um, you have Steven Bergwijn from uh, Tottenham Hotspurs. We have uh, obviously what happened with Nuri is is, uh, is 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 painful, but he was also very good. And I think a lot of people know about Nuri, Frankie de Jong, all these type of uh, players. We were all playing together,
1: so yeah. Wow.
3: Some team, by the way.
0: Yeah, when they, they were
1: playing yeah. oh, this is some team. Did were, were people telling you and people saying this is the team to watch watch these players they're all going to make it because that's that's a lot of you from the same sort of age group mm. that have all gone on to great success
3: yeah definitely um, I think um, me I'm, I'm a 98 so I'm born in 98 but the 97 they were always the strongest and I was fortunate to be one level up and play with the 97s and yeah, everybody knew like, okay, this 97 team, they have a lot of talent and there is a good possibility for them to, to reach uh, a good high level in football. And I think, um, yeah, with these players I just mentioned, I think uh, it's, uh, it's a good example of the players that they reached, uh, they reached the top. But even some different players like I'm uh, Jafairo de Rosen, he plays for Hertha, Hertha Berlin now. Seyfek, he plays for Berlin as well. So most of the players I played with at Ajax, since young, they have become professional players, mm. which is very nice to see. Mm-hmm.
0: Incredible.
1: Also, you mentioned him, so I feel like now is a great time to ask about it. How does it yeah. feel to you to have Donny van der Beek at Manchester United?
3: <laughs> no, it feels good. It's it's also, uh, it's it's special because I've seen him, we've seen each other since so small
1: growing mm-hmm. up. Okay, and
3: then I left when I was 16 and he was still at Ajax, but we always had very good contact with, with each other and we played. Let's say because I left to Manchester when I was sixteen, I still played for the youth teams in Holland from from the Netherlands, like on the seventeens, on the nineteens, on the twenty ones, and he was always there. So it's it's very special to see him now at Manchester United.
1: When did, did you did know? He, st-
3: when did you know he was coming?
1: Yeah, that's what I was going to say.
3: But did I know he was coming? <laughs> you must have had a little conversation with him. <laughs> not uh I won't say I won't say the last moment he told me there no. was interest but um, there were more teams interested in him and I told him for United is the the United is 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 a, is a big club if not one of if not the biggest club so if you have an opportunity to come to the to this club the lads are good uh, we are very good teammates the quality is very good here so I said it's up to you because I can't make a decision for you but no. it will be it's a very good club so we can we actually thank you we, yeah we can actually thank you for the actual <laughs> getting done in now then yeah it's, it's yeah it's up to you but everybody makes it at, at the end of the day was his decision well, what what do you think he will bring to the club he will bring uh that he's a good player he's a, a player with a lot of qualities i think uh he's also good uh, a good guy so he'll bring a lot of positive things uh, to the club great stuff
1: so We can talk now, I think, about Manchester United and your relationship with this club. You moved over when you were 16. That's obviously very young to to move to a new country, a new city. What was that like for you? Was it a difficult decision for you? Because at that age, were you thinking, well, maybe the Ajax first team is only a couple of years away. So it's quite a bold step, I guess, to to move.
3: It was, uh, for a young boy, it's a big step. It's a a very big step, but... um... I made a decision, and at the end of the day, I'm I'm happy with the decision. Uh, how was it for me? Yeah, when I came the first day, obviously it's, it's very different because the only thing I knew was uh, Amsterdam, the only thing I knew was Ajax. So now you come here, you see you see you, everything is just different. But uh, the last made me feel very welcome. I had um, players with like Axel, Marcus. Scott, We all they all played in on the 18s. They made me feel very welcome. As I think, as I said before, um, Marcus was the was the one with the with the driving license, the the first one in the team with the driving license. So he always um, he always offered me because we didn't live far from each other. So when we went to college, he was like, "Hey Tim, if you want, I can, you can come with me." And the, the last have always been always been very good. Axel also like if you know Axel, you know he's like he's a leader and. His first, his first uh, thing was to make me feel comfortable in the team, and they made me feel comfortable in the team. So I, I think, I think the the transition for me to come from Amsterdam to Manchester, maybe the first month was a bit difficult, but after that it was so easy. I think the club did everything they could also to to make me feel comfortable.
0: Did your family come with you?
3: I, uh, to be fair, um, when I just when I when I heard that I was going to come to Manchester. I maybe had to go into foster parents, and I said, I didn't want to do this. So my dad, uh, if you can call it a sacrifice, he sacrificed to come to England with me. And I think it was important to have a family member around yeah. me. Yeah. And my dad, he came, he came with me straight away. So he was the first one after my brother came a year later.
1: Mm-hmm. Is it because he's playing here, right?
3: My brother, yeah, yeah, he's playing, but he has so many teams. He's uh, <laughs> he's, he's he's there, 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 there. Yeah. But he he loves the game. He loves the game. Do you go watching him? I've been I've been watching him. I remember watching him at Southport as well when he was playing for Southport and all these things. But now it's a bit difficult to go to go and watch him. Yeah.
1: When um when you knew that United was an option and you yeah. made that decision, did you? Were there other clubs that were interested?
3: Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I visited... Um, with my brother and my dad, I visited Arsenal, the training ground of Arsenal. Arsenal was interested as well. It was Arsenal, um, Inter and United. And I remember when I, uh, I went to Arsenal, I didn't went to Italy to, to visit the training ground, but I went to Arsenal and then I came here to United. And then I went into the changing room. I think it was, uh, everybody was on holiday, but Andreas was in the under 18s that time, and he was still in. And then I seen Andreas in the changing room, and we were speaking the whole time. And obviously, Andreas speaks Dutch as well, and he he, he tried to convince me to come to United uh, as well. So yeah, I think when I wouldn't say because of him, but he made me, he gave me a good feeling to come mm-hmm. to this club as well. So yeah, that was one of the special moments what I what I can remember for
1: sure. Uh, that's really nice. Who was it at the club? that you spoke to who tried to convince you to come in the first place? It
3: um, was Brian McClare, Brian mm-hmm. Mcclaire. Brian McClare and... Uh, no, it was mainly Brian McClare who, who tried to convince me to come to the club.
2: Mm-hmm. Can you
3: remember the conversation? Yeah, uh, obviously he you said, uh, you're a good player. Uh, we, 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 we think you have a lot of talent and we want to develop you as a player. We see for you a, a player in, in the future and we want you to come to the club. So for me, was this, it? Was, this was fine. It was good. Was it, difficult? was it actually difficult leaving Ajax? Yes, yes, it was difficult because I've been, I've been there since a kid, my whole yeah. life almost. You know, I know everyone there. I know all the lads there. So it was a bit difficult to leave Ajax, to leave Amsterdam, all my mates in Holland. Yeah. And this is football. This is the Absolutely. career. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah
0: when you made the move and you started your training sessions did you notice a big difference in the style of play or quality or anything between Ajax and Manchester United?
3: Uh, The first thing what I noticed was was not even didn't even have to do with football was like we had to everybody had to wear black boots it was so strict (laughs) at that time everybody everyone had to wear black boots and I was like yeah but i'm with nike and nike sent me boots they send the color boots but (laughs) i remember speaking to marcus i said marcus why we all have to wear black boots he said that's the rule you know that's the rule because even him he was already with nike but black
0: boots we all
3: had to wear black boots and we all uh we were not allowed to wear pants and in ix you can do pants gloves this everything you can do what you want and here it was no pants, just shorts. <laughs> no, uh, no no collar boots. Even in the winter. Even in the winter. No no hand gloves. No nothing. So but I think it was all for the mentality and it makes you it makes you definitely stronger.
0: Paul McGuinness was he your coach then?
3: Yes, Paul McGuinness yeah. was my coach. And yeah. Colin. Do you think that's a good thing? Just having everybody the same? Yeah, it's 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 a good it's a. Hmm. I, I'm still, I'm still hesitating about this. <laughs> <laughs> for me, it was if I say the truth, if I have to be open. For me, it was so difficult these these rules, because I wouldn't say I can, I can never say spoiled. But at IX, when you have a bit more freedom, and then you come yeah. here, it was a bit strict. It was difficult for me, but you, had, you just had to do it. And yeah, coming coming to your question. Um, the, for for some people it's good, for some people it's not good. Everybody's different. Every human being yeah. yeah. is different.
2: Mm-hmm. I
3: think I think back, back when I
2: played in the late eighties, nineties, if yeah. I if I walked in with a pair of orange pair of boots <laughs> or pink boots, <laughs> I would get yeah, absolutely, yeah, oh, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Never in a million years you'd be thinking no. walking around with a pink pink pair of boots on time change time change yeah time exactly change.
1: Yeah. What, about, yeah. Yeah. what about gloves
2: no and gloves. I, I never no no chance no chance i don't think i ever wore i think maybe once i ever wore one long shirt what long, long sleeve well yeah tough <laughs> center <centre-house>, ass mate
0: yeah
3: <laughs> you, you boys have changed now they've changed <laughs>
2: But
0: Amsterdam beams, isn't that much warmer than England. <laughs> no, exactly,
3: exactly. But let's say, let's say someone like Harry, I won't see Harry wearing wearing gloves in a game. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, exactly. No.
0: <laughs> He's used to Sheffield weather.
3: What I don't understand is players who wear gloves
2: with short sleeves. I don't get
1: because your your arms don't get cold, but your hands yeah, but get your high. hands
2: will get cold.
1: Extremities. Come on.
2: it's different. Run <laughs> run about.
1: <laughs> Shake your hands.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, Brilliant, Timothy. If I can just ask you about positions that you've played in. Yeah. Tell us about growing up. Firstly, what was your preferred position growing up? What did you most play in? When
3: I when I was very young, I was uh, I was an attacker. Okay. When I was like eight nine and then later when I became older a bit midfield and then later more um, center defender so I've I know how to I've played most of them but yeah. let's say on professional level it's for me it's defender. Mm-hmm.
1: So is defender that, so that's why you that's where you prefer to play because I always see people arguing um <clears> about you online because I was going, no, he should, he should be playing as our central defensive midfielder. Or someone will say, no, he should be centre-back. No, we we want him at right-back. And, and, and uh, yeah, it's great to hear from you where, where you would rather be or where you think your strengths lie.
3: I think, uh, if I've got to be honest, um, my most professional games, I've been playing centre-back or right-back. So def- more, uh, definitely in the back line.
2: Yeah.
3: Obviously, as you know, if you, as you guys have seen, I've been playing sometimes centre-defensive midfield as well. But for now, I think it's more... Uh, more as a defender, centre-back or right-back.
1: Do you like that you offer that versatility or would you rather just, you know, be playing one position all the time?
3: Um, this is a good question, I've yeah. And I think um, for a manager, it's nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think for a manager, it's nice. But for a player, sometimes it can be a bit difficult mm-hmm. for a player. But for me, it's not difficult. Mm because for me i can make the switch easy and very quick so for me it's no problem
1: i think most people we talked to started out as forwards I, and Paul yeah, yeah, told yeah. Thing, he started out as a forward and just slowly yeah. everybody gets moved backwards <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So always, it's always the same case the same.
3: always the same case always but i think uh, i've seen something from bruno that Bruno started as a center centre defender.
0: He's moving up.
3: Yeah. <laughs> so I was kind of surprised.
0: Yeah, most back, people yeah. don't move forward, <laughs> do they? They usually move back. <laughs>
1: yeah. But it seems like you're, you're I, to me anyway, you, you seem like the kind of defender who absolutely loves defending. And I think that's why fans yeah. get so excited about you playing. Because I think yeah. in the game against Tottenham, where you were just sliding in everywhere, just <laughs> winning the ball and winning the ball and moving on. Yeah. And like then immediately, everybody's excited to see you play because there aren't that mm. many players that, one, go to ground, and two, look like they're enjoying that aspect of football.
3: Yeah, def- no, definitely. I like I like to defend. Uh, that's my job, so yeah, definitely. <laughs> I
1: like that. That's my job. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
3: For sure, for sure.
0: Uh, tell us about your debut for Manchester United. Oh, that yeah. must have been an incredible day for you and your family.
3: It was a beautiful day. Beautiful day against Arsenal we, uh, at Old Trafford. A full Old Trafford. We won this game as well. 3-2. So I think I came on for Marcos Yeah. after, after 50, 55 minutes. 55, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's uh, yes.
1: uh, Rojo, not Rashford for people. Yeah, yeah. Right. Rojo, Rojo. Yeah.
3: You know, Rashford played this game and he played fantastic. It was his Premier League debut as well, so... You know, I remember this and it was uh, was a unbelievable day for me and my family. Nervous? Oh, I think more excited than nervous. I yeah. think more excited than nervous.
1: Definitely. Did you did you expect to play? Had you been told there's a good chance we're going to put you in?
3: Um, no, not necessary. I think that weekend I'd been training good. And then I seen like, uh, because the game was on a Sunday, so on a Saturday they made a squad who was going to travel. And I seen I was going to travel, so I was happy to be uh, to be traveling with the team for the first time. And then I think during uh, during the first half, during the break, the manager came to me and he said, uh, make sure you're ready because there's good chance you're going to come on. And I remember Atnan saying to me, Timmy's gonna play for Manchester (laughs) (laughs) Timmy's gonna play for Manchester and I was like Adnan let me focus you know let me just let me focus (laughs) no noise but but he was he was happy for me as well so um, and I think after 10 minutes already I came on so it was a brilliant day
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to say because most most often you think, especially when like um, like an academy player finally gets their debut, it's usually for a few minutes at the end. But I yeah, think you got yeah, yeah. what like forty minutes or something of No, an it hour, was uh, was, uh,
3: was a good amount of time. Was a good amount of time against a good opposition, so was was fantastic.
0: Yeah, and as you say, being a a um, a player who's come through the ranks. You all must be so proud of each other
1: yeah, when one yeah. person
0: makes a debut. You said about Adnan there. Yeah. What, what were all the other players like with you at that time? Obviously, Marcus was making his uh, debut as well, as you said. But for yeah, you, it's, it's special for them as well.
3: Definitely, like because in that same week, I think Marcus made his debut in the Europa League, mm-hmm. and everybody, everybody was so so happy for him. You know, and to see. The players you play with in the under 18s and under 21s playing in the first team all together because I remember James, James Weir also coming on in that game, and let's say Guillermo F- Farella was playing as well. We were all playing together in under 21. So for us to be on the pitch at Old Trafford against Arsenal, full stadium was, was just unbelievable.
1: Mm-hmm. Also, so I was going to ask you what your relationship was. With Lou van Gaal going into that, because obviously he's a, a Dutch manager, so yeah. maybe that was good for you. But then something uh, more interesting occurred to me is that that was the game that he dived on the floor. Right? <laughs>
3: yeah.
1: Were you aware of that happening when you were playing?
3: No, 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 no. I was not aware at all.
1: Not okay, aware so at did, all. I, see, I, I, seen it after. I seen it yeah. after.
3: I've seen it after. I've seen it after on TV. I was like, oh, did the manager do this? <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Did crazy. he ever bring that up after in the, the the following day in training or anything? No, no, not no, not to
3: be fair. No. <laughs>
1: was was it helpful having a, a Dutch manager in charge?
3: Yeah, it was good. It was good. Uh, it was a manager who, who liked to who like to see talent coming into the first team because I think that season he gave a lot of players their debut. So I think that was that was good for us, and I think that was good for the other players as well, like Marcus and all these other guys. So
1: yeah, it was good. Suppose, and what, the next big thing. Oh no, God, him
0: I was just going to say, what was he like um, as a manager towards you? Did you think that he was a little bit nicer to you because of the Dutch connection? No, 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 not at
3: all, <laughs> not at all. No, no, no. If, it, if if it was that way, I would say it as well. If it was, that, he was he was a strict manager. To be fair, he yeah. was strict. He was he was very like with his rules, very strict with his rules, and I think uh, if you perform, then you play. So simple as that he's very yeah. realistic he's very honest
1: mm-hmm. where, where, did he impose the rules about black boots and gloves and stuff at training?
3: No, I don't think so I think Not that rule, the team rule was thing. before yeah. Yeah. It was, yeah it was for me team because when I was in the first team I started playing with my own yeah. boots again, orange so. boots
2: yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 can, you, can you remember the, the the game against Everton where you set Marshall up to the, the, yeah, Premier, yeah. League, the yeah. Premier League or Manchester Premier League
3: 1,000th goal. Goal, yes. For sure. I remember this. That was something special. It was very good. It was very. It was a, it was a nice day. I came on at halftime, I think. And uh, what happened, I think? Um, yeah, talk
0: did goal.
3: A midfielder uh, played the ball to Juan. Juan played the ball to Marcus and I made an inside run. And That's Marcus that. gave the ball to me. And I crossed to Anthony, Anthony finish and Anthony finished. We won this game that day, 1-0, I think, so it was a it was a good game. I think uh, uh, uh Bobby Charlton, was also at the stadium. So I think that was a very nice day.
0: That's, yeah. a, that's something that a lot of um, players who've come through the youth system have actually spoken to us about, is the fact when you make the move to Manchester United, yeah. the managers at the time, such as Paul McGuinness, Jim Ryan, they would have yeah. talked to you about the history of the club.
3: For sure, for sure.
0: Is that something you enjoyed learning?
3: definitely um when i just came to the to the to the club so as a young boy we had like a, a classroom here uh, at the training ground and then we watch we watch the movies of uh, of the of the players from before and of the history of the club so they make sure you know everything about the club mm-hmm. which is very which is very important so yeah
0: makes you feel like you're joining a family, I suppose. Yeah,
3: definitely. The, it, it makes you definitely feel
1: like you're joining a family.
0: Did
1: mm-hmm. yeah. you someone introduce you to Kath and then that's it?
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Kath's part of the furniture. <laughs> who, who were you close to in those early days? Um, I know you've mentioned a few players, but who would have been your closest friend in the squad?
3: Like when I was in on the eighteen, or you I mean in first
0: Yeah, both.
3: Uh, in on the 18th, I would say... Uh, Axel, Rashi, uh, yeah, you had the Roshan Williams, who I was very close to as well.
0: Mm-hmm. And I suppose now you still have th- those strong friendships with Marcus.
3: Yeah, definitely with Marcus, with Jesse. Obviously, Dean came back. Good guy, Scott. Uh, mm-hmm. But I'm very good, like with Eric as well, Eric Bailly. Mm-hmm. And I'm good. I'm good with all the, all the people. The, yeah. the the teammates, the teammates are good. Are good people. Very mm-hmm. good guys.
1: Mm-hmm. So yeah. What was it like being part of the Europa League winning squad? And oh, yeah. what did it feel like? Because obviously the final was against Ajax.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah I remember this. Uh, there was a very special, very special campaign. It was uh, uh, was very special for me, especially the final being against Ajax because I know, like, say, like Nuri was involved then, Donny was involved, Frankie, all these boys, Justin Clive, they were all involved and we knew each other since small, so... Seeing them playing, yeah, playing against them, winning, winning it from them, made it feel a bit more special. <laughs> more special. <laughs> <laughs> nice.
1: What um, what are the trophies you target now? What are the ones you think about most? Obviously,
3: we're now in, we're in four uh, four competitions, so mm-hmm. all the trophies. We know it's not easy, but we know it's also not impossible. So we have a good play, we have a good team, we have a good squad, good players. Mm-hmm. So. We will go, we'll go for everything and with everything we have.
0: Mm-hmm. Timothy, you've made a couple of loan spells in your time at Manchester United. Is that something that you wanted to do at the time, you were encouraged to do?
3: Uh, I think it was good for me, especially yeah. uh, the loan to Crystal Palace was very good loan for me. I think I had a very good season there. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I became a Dutch international as well that season, so I think that was good for me. Mm-hmm. Um the loan at Fulham was a bit more difficult we had uh, three managers in one season which yeah. was not easy which is also a experience every even a good or a bad experience everything is experience you know yeah. so yeah. um that one was difficult for me we got relegated as well mm, and after, and during that season i uh, did my ACL injury so it was not a season i would really like to uh, Think, really think about mm-hmm. because of the injury but the experience i i had with fulham with the players there and the managers there was uh, was difficult but was also a valuable experience mm.
1: what was it like going on loan because from the outside i always used to think like when i was younger and you know, i'm yeah. just an idiot fan that maybe if someone was going on loan then in my head i'm thinking oh well maybe they does that does that mean they're coming back and they're coming back even better or do I just forget about them now and as a player <laughs> how does that feel because like you've been at United you've been at Ajax then you've been at United yeah. from, from 16 and then you're going to go off to Crystal Palace and it's a new city mm. and a new load of people but yeah. at the same time you're still a Manchester United player is that yeah. difficult is it a bit confusing isn't the right word but I guess you're no, still I, thinking about I know, about I know what
3: you mean I know what you mean I know what you mean obviously you know that you're you go on loan to gain experience you know you go on loan to play games so as a player, as a player, it's it's. I wouldn't say it's difficult because you know what you go what you go there for. But it's 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 again because uh, the first time I went alone, I was 19, and the second time I went alone, I was 20. So you're still a young 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 person. So I went to Crystal Palace. To be fair, at Crystal Palace, at uh, like players like Fernando, uh, Jarrod, Wilf,sa there who gave me especially the feeling for me to feel home straight away and. Uh, Frank de Boer took me to Crystal Palace as well so which was also a bonus for me but um, yeah a loan, a loan can be can be difficult sometimes it can be difficult because to be fair I had two loans one loan was good one loan was not good I'm I'm gonna be very honest so
0: the only this, thing uh, I would say to interrupt you did record on your second uh, loan period your time at film the fastest speed yeah. in the Premier League
3: yeah that's something to be proud of <laughs> <laughs> I remember that I remember that I remember that yeah and no, that was it was good it was good for that season that
0: was yeah. do you remember what the actual speed was
3: no and I don't I don't even remember when I Did made it? that record like in <laughs> which
0: 21.95 miles per hour that's pretty fast
3: it's not yeah. slow huh? it's not slow <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's
3: not slow <laughs> Talk to you out of the blue who's the quickest at the club then Right now, I would say Dana James. I think Dana James, he is very quick.
1: Is it close? If, if you and him are racing, is it close?
3: Yeah, I would say it would be close, yeah, mm-hmm. therefore. But you have quick players like Marcus. Dan James, yourself, Marcus. If, if I had to make a top five, yeah, go on then. Dan James, oh, Dan James, Marcus Mason is very quick. Where Where would you be? Oh, I'm, I, I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> I'm in the top five. I'm in the top five. That's, that's <laughs> less important. But uh, we have, a, we, have a, we have a lot of quick players in this team. Very quick. Therefore.
0: Well, you were the fastest. And um, was it 2018-19 season that was? Yes
3: that was the so
0: that's something good that you that you were top in all of Premier League so that's something uh, good something. that you can't take away from that loan experience <laughs> <laughs> yeah. just, going,
2: sure. just, just going back to your time at Crystal Palace you yeah. met one of your future teammates Aaron Mambisaka
3: oh yeah exactly did you help him yeah, settle yeah. back into United And for sure for sure, for sure. good to Definitely. see him good to see him he's a, he's a good friend of me so a good guy good player um we played together at Crystal Palace when we when he made his debut against against Tottenham Hotspurs. I was he was on the right back I was on the center back so we built up a good relationship together and obviously he came to Manchester which is new for him mm-hmm. which I'm used to so I tried to help him in in things he needed help with so yeah mm-hmm. there's I, I can see a little
2: partnership going on there you you right center half Aaron, uh, Aaron right back obviously that's well that's what you want to do isn't it that's that's we will see
3: we will that's
2: see. what you're aiming for
3: the boss the boss side so <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: yeah but you can force him <laughs> <laughs> so you <can> him. <laughs> well he's just got to
3: do everything right in training and whenever he plays i'm sure you'll be playing tomorrow will you i'm not sure yet i'm not sure yet to be fair no? because uh he didn't make the team yet but we'll see tomorrow Get banging on that door.
0: You mentioned briefly about your difficult period with your ACL injury. Yes. Was we've talked to players before who have had that injury. They talk about it being quite a lonely time. Yeah, As a footballer, sure. did you did you experience that?
3: Yeah. To be fair, yes, yes. Mm. Uh, the players. Okay, I came to the came to the training ground. You see the players. They speak to you. Hey Tim, how are you? Are you developing with your injury? It's good because they saw so, the show concern but at the end of the day they go outside yeah and you stay in the gym mm-hmm. with the physio so um it was a very difficult period very difficult period but when i made my uh rent against crystal palace after all this long time i thank the officials as well because they 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 did a job we did a job together for me to be to be back fit together so I, I've, I will always be thankful to the to the physios mm-hmm. of, you, the, of the club do you find that mentally as well tough yeah definitely you want to be on the pitch you want to be with your teammates you want to enjoy you yeah. want to play football but you, the only thing you can do is, um, is make your knees stronger and is to do gym and <laughs> hard work <laughs> it's difficult difficult yeah. but hard work pays
1: off so, yeah. Absolutely. What is the recovery? Like, Because you know, we, as fans of sport, we see that injury not yeah. irregularly and everyone goes, oh, it's a long road to recovery. But actually, now I think about it, I've no idea what the recovery is. I just know it takes a long time. What yeah. What is it you actually have to do? Is it just build your knee up again? So he says, it's just like, just doing yeah, because, weights and things.
3: Because after the surgery, mm-hmm. your knee goes like this. It goes very skinny. So you have to build the strength up, everything, and then you have to gradually start to do jogging a little bit and then you have to, and th- these things already take months mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then you have to yeah, jogging and then a bit quicker, quicker and then you have to do, let's say, start to learn the change of directions and uh, and let's say then maybe a bit 1v1, all these things, shoot, you know, it's, it it yeah. takes time because it's it's a big effect on the knee, very big. Yeah. So.
0: But as you say, you were given that extra time, I suppose, to recover from yeah. the injury during lockdown. Yeah. And you mentioned there you you played against Crystal Palace in July. That must have been a really incredible moment for you after being yeah. out for such a long time and making your loan spells. I think you haven't played for the club since 2017.
3: 17, yeah, so. It's
0: a long period, but
3: I'm long. sure a
0: game that you were very, very happy to be involved in.
3: No, definitely, definitely. It was a, it was a long time, and I just felt blessed to to play again.
0: Mm-hmm. We
3: kept a clean sheet. We won this game, so could have been better for me.
0: Yeah, and what about your plans then for the future? What What do you see? Where do you see yourself?
1: My focus is, is just here for the club.
0: Mm-hmm. So that's it.
1: Perfect. Um. So obviously, yeah, we're going into a new season, and now. You've got Donny in the club, and there's a. Mm. It feels like, it feels like the manager has sort of revitalized everything from the outside. And you look at it and you say there are so many great young players now in the team, and yourself included, yeah. obviously. Does it feel like that when you're playing?
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like when you when you look at the teammates, most of the players they are young, strong, good energy, and you can tell like uh, the manager is building something very, mm. very good for the for the team. So. Yeah, it's it's, it's good.
1: Great. What was the, the training like? Because obviously you'd been away and you'd done loans and then come back again. Did you feel that training had changed maybe because of that?
3: What do you mean? After my loan spells?
1: Yeah. Yeah, coming back. In, and the, the shape of the team and the players that have moved on and the players that have come in, the, maybe just the the attitude and the, the way it's done, is it different?
3: To be fair, yeah. I, um, I won't say, no, the attitude of the players have always been good, even when I was here, mm-hmm. so. Yeah. I think uh, we just brought some uh, different players in, which is which has been very good for the team and very valuable for the team. So I think all the the difference have been positive, positive difference. So yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's Sol- what's Soli like as a manager? Is he? Um, what's he like in the dressing room?
3: No, he's good. He's uh, he's demanding in a good way from the players. He demands always 100% from the players. Does he have? Um, does he have a hairdryer in the locker? Hairdryer. Yeah, <laughs> not a hairdryer not physically, literally. but oh. uh, Like, like a Sir Alex Ferguson hairdryer.
2: Oh, a in and a way, Raver.
3: In this way, you not not often. To be fair, not often. No. But he's but, c- uh, but as I say, he's very demanding. He likes to play attacking football. Yeah but demanding in a positive way. So he's, he's positive with the players, which is, I think, which is very good for the players. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: I'm trying to remember when uh, we spoke to Jesse Maisie, and Jesse said, yeah, you know, the manager can be tough, but he's really nice to everybody. And I think yeah. you said, yeah, he, he's a, he could be a really nasty git, I think you said. Me? Yeah. Well, no, no,
2: no, no, Maisie, no, 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 That's no, what Maisie said. No, I, uh, oh. when, we, when, we, when we had Jesse on the podcast, I said the same, I asked Jesse the same, one of the same questions mm-hmm. or a similar question you know, when I, when I played with Ollie, you know he was nasty. You know, <laughs> and I'm just wondering whether it takes that nastiness still in the dressing room. <laughs> but you've, you've you've
3: answered it, yeah. Did you ever? Um, do, does that, Does he ever join in in training? yeah yeah even today to be fair today he joined in uh, any good in the bo- boxes he was good huh he was sharp <laughs> he, was, he, was, he was sharp <laughs> <Still dead laughs> so, yeah. so
2: so if need be we could recall him if need be <laughs> if need be yeah <laughs> awesome
1: uh well tim thank you so much for talking to us thank you very much for having been a pleasure yeah.
0: thank you it's been really great
1: it's been great and hopefully this season will go fantastically for you. Yes, thank you very much. Thank you. You're very welcome. Work mate.
0: Usually, sorry, just before we go, usually we ask our guests for a recommendation of who they could uh, see on the podcast. Yeah. What? Which one of your teammates do you think would be good to tell some good stories? Mm. Hoping that you're going to say Donny and that you're going to persuade him.
3: Yeah, <laughs> I would say Donny or Eric, one of these two players. Donny yeah. or Eric.
0: yeah. Yeah, okay. fantastic. So, both we'll put a request in. Thank you yeah. so much and all Thank the best all. of luck Thank to you. Thank you very
2: much. Thank Stay you. safe, Paul. Ciao,
1: ciao. So that was our chat with Timothy Fossumenta. mentor uh, One thing I want to go straight to is the boots, at uh, the, the youth level, the black boots and the no gloves and everything. Maisie, what do you make of that?
2: Uh, I like it. I mean, going back I years I love when, it.
0: Yeah. I actually love it.
2: I mean, I could never imagine playing in orange boots or pink boots or yellow boots, but I mean, it's a trend now, and that's because obviously the sponsors. Mm-hmm. But um, I think it. I think what it does it gives them a good grounding and keeps everybody at a level pegging. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I quite like that. I, I remember. I always remember. Also, even when Sir Alex was there, Blades had just come out. Mm-hmm. There was the new thing, yeah. and there had been a few injuries Preds. and a few really nasty, really nasty. Um, Cuts, whether it's on people's heads or ankles or shins and the manager stopped stopped blades for a while so you know it's, it's these little things that keep you grounded and um obviously now he can wear whatever he wants when mm-hmm.
1: i was a teenager i had a pair of gold boots mm-hmm.
2: they didn't kind of why, why does that not surprise me i
0: didn't yeah, make it
1: you in those. yeah
0: it's like your disco football boots yeah, for your dancing.
1: I did ask four strap or something like that, was it? <laughs> they, they were undeniably incredibly cool. I've still got a. I think I've got a pretty good collection of old football boots that, that I could sell for some pence, mm. so. but they're too sentimental. I've got a lot of time for old football boots. Mm.
0: Tim obviously talked about his loan spells there. Mm. Said he didn't enjoy one and did enjoy one. I suppose it's good to have a perspective of both, Maisie, as well.
2: Uh, yeah of course I think I think the thing with the first one you know Crystal Palace playing week in week out that's, that's fantastic you know if you're not going to play football at Manchester United's first team if you can get away and you can do a little bit of first team play see what the Premier League's like you can get up to uh, up to pace without real pressure of playing for Manchester United and he's done that and the second one obviously at Fulham he picks his injury up he's out for 10 months But now he's back now and I think for him, he's got a fantastic journey ahead of him now. And uh, he's fit, he's ready to go and he's ready to show the Manchester United fans exactly what he's all about. Mm -hmm. Perfect.
1: Um, Speaking of uh, Manchester United fans, we've got some emails from some. Uh, I've got an email here from Daniel O'Driscoll who says, Hi all, just wanted to say a huge well done on the Alan Smith podcast. Genuinely insightful and an excellent choice. I have to say, Alan Smith is genuinely one of my favourite players to have played for United and had the pleasure of meeting him at the Liam Miller tribute game in Cork. Blown away. Thanks, Dan.
0: OK, a couple of reviews. I've never been one for podcasts, says Ali. After trying various ones, I've finally found one that can keep my interest. Great to hear what life was like from various United players. In the space of a few days, I've listened to gigs Ever and RVP episodes, enjoyed each one of them. Looking forward to listening to more during the coming days slash weeks. And one more, I'll just read one more for you. Hi Helen, Sam and David, massive fan of the team and of course your fab podcast. And it's been wonderful to hear the stories of both past and present players and of course Albert. I can't pick a favourite as you get so much from each different character. I would love for you guys to have on Village and Rio and get Marcus back on for a Phil story. Hope you're all staying safe and I look forward to the next
1: one. I've also got one uh, from Marco Bernini who says, "'Hi guys, I'm so happy I discovered you "'when I was working between Laos, Cambodia and Vietnam. "'Can I claim one of the far-flung destinations "'of your A to Z? I think you can probably claim three "'as that was three countries listed. "'The chemistry is brilliant. Maisie and his dog beer machine in the background. "'It's genius. "'I love Sam's genuine enthusiasm and Helen is awesome "'and seems to know everyone. "'Get Johnny on as soon as you can.'" (laughs) um my first match was the 79 fa cup final just a wee boy watching his heroes and it ended up in tears all the way back to glasgow i loved lou's podcast tear jerker but also felt sad listening to sharpie phil nev was brilliant and really impressed by lee grant and robo had me laughing out loud and getting weird looks keep up the great work how about henrik larsen as a guest marco bennett marco thank you so much for listening um and you know what henrik larsen would be great wouldn't he maisie
2: Fantastic, absolutely.
1: Yeah, we'll be absolutely perfect. On. Yeah, we'll have a go. Um, so thank you so much uh, for sending your messages as always. If you want, you can um send us messages, you can send us reviews, you can do that on the podcast platform that you are listening on, and you can email us unitedpodcast at uk. The information is in the show notes below. Um, so until next time, look after yourself, take care, um, have a, a wonderful day, whatever it is you're doing. and we'll speak you next time. Goodbye.